Welcome to Ms. Lyrics Poetry Outlaws, a podcast hosted by Catherine Owen, in which she reads poems, talks about the poetry world, and interviews poets. Poetry, it makes nothing happen, according to W.H. Auden, and oh, that's a beautiful thing. Today on Ms. Lyric's Poetry Outlaws, I'm reading another poem from the A. Alvarez Anthology, and it's going to be Anne Sexton, who was probably at least, if not more troubled, a poet, a human being, really, than John Berryman. They both committed suicide. She was in her mid-40s, and it was said that she had been jealous of Sylvia Plath's suicide, but of course it was much more complicated than that. And she took her life, and she left behind a very interesting, compelling body of work that sometimes feels like it hasn't particularly aged well because of its somewhat extremely, somewhat extremely, that's that's really an eximerin, its emotional tone, which can feel a little bit too much of a raw exposure at times and not enough of the smooth fierceness of craft, but you have to admire her bravery. She wrote about liminal states of being, about the insane asylum, about having difficulty mothering, about her body, about her tormented love relationships, about her desire to die. And this piece called Old almost features a similar situation to The Song of the Tortured Girl by John Berryman in terms of its discordance, its rupture between the two states where in The Song of the Tortured Girl you have the fact that she's receiving shock therapy and then she's remembering a time of joy being out in nature and this piece is in the voice of an old woman who's remembering a time that was nostalgic and beautiful to her from childhood. Old. I'm afraid of needles. I'm tired of rubber sheets and tubes. I'm tired of faces that I don't know, and now I think that death is starting. Death starts like a dream, full of objects and my sister's laughter. We are young and we are walking and picking wild blueberries all the way to Damariscotta. Oh, Susan, she cried, you've stained your new waist. Sweet taste, my mouth so full, and the sweet blue running out all the way to Damariscotta. What are you doing? Leave me alone. Can't you see I'm dreaming? In a dream, you are never eighty. So it begins with the repetitions. The first person, I'm afraid, I'm tired, and then we have the repetition again of I'm tired, so we have this state where she's helpless, she's in the hospital, she's surrounded by machinery and discomfort, rubber sheets, um, unfamiliarity, strange nurses, and she's feeling very disembodied. The poem is 18 lines. It's, it's not in stanzas. There's a certain amount of uh, full rhyme and lots of resonance. And there's quite a few shifts between the first four lines where we 
are establishing the place that she's in and the discomfort of her body. And then she delves into how death begins. It starts like a dream. It's full of objects that's very vague and general and multiple. But then we have the extreme specificity of my sister's laughter. And bam, we're back to childhood, youth. We're outside again in nature. The blueberries are wild. All the way to Damariscotta. We don't know how far that place is, whether it's nearby or far away, but it has a kind of magical intonation to it. Uh, it seems foreign and exotic. And then we have the crying out of the sister who says she's stained her new waist, her, her waistcoat. And the word waist comes almost at the center of the poem as a pivot and waste rhymes with taste. So we have even more of this core feeling that divides the now and the now with the then and how the staining of the waste doesn't really matter at all because they're children. They don't care about their clothing. Their mouths are full, they're fed, and the sweet blue is running out. It's like a river all the way to Damariscotta repeated almost in the manner of a ballad so we get this kind of dream feeling in the middle and uh, epic sense too. And then jarred right back into reality, the harshness of it. What are you doing? The question mark. Leave me alone. The exclamation point. Can't you see that I'm dreaming? Again, a question. Why would she not be respected? Why would she not be seen as somebody who's allowed to have her memories or nostalgia and not just have to reside in this cold, brutal world of the hospital and her mortality. And then the concluding line, in a dream, you're never 80, which must be true. You're always going to return to that moment of innocence, to the purity of nature, to the detachment from pain and the knowledge of permanent loss. Old. I'm afraid of needles. I'm tired of rubber sheets and tubes. I'm tired of faces that I don't know, and now I think that death is starting. Death starts like a dream, full of objects and my sister's laughter. We are young, and we are walking and picking wild blueberries all the way to Damariscotta. Oh, Susan, she cried, you've stained your new waist. Sweet taste, my mouth so full, and the sweet blue running out all the way to Damariscotta. What are you doing? Leave me alone. Can't you see I'm dreaming? In a dream, you are never 80. You've been listening to Ms. Lyric's Poetry Outlaws. Stay fierce, word musicians. <laughs> <laughs>